Hi, how's everybody doing today? I am your host, Rich, here on behalf of Rich TV Live with our very special guest, Prad Sakar, the CEO of SHG, which has some huge news today, Skylight Health Group. And why don't we start with that? Um, maybe you can just start with telling us a little bit about the news. Uh, I think it's huge. The stock is responding in kind. You can see the stock in Canada and the United States has really taken off already on this news. And I'll just read the headline, Skylight Health to add 16th state with acquisition of Florida Clinic Group with 5 million in revenue and 1.2 million in EBITDA. Congratulations, Prad. What do you think? Well, we're certainly very happy. Um, we've been cooking up some really good deals. Um, we have more that we're cooking up, but uh, the markets reacted really well to our you know, model of growth by way of acquisition. Um, keep in mind, there's a ton of intrinsic value in each of these deals itself. So it's not just acquisition value. There will be a lot of growth inherently within each of these clinics. But um, certainly this is the largest one that we've now announced since uh, the last four that we started with in September until now. Um, I have pretty much now blown through analyst estimates in terms of what they thought we were going to do next year. Um, and, you know, we're just going to continue to keep executing. So, look, I think let's talk about the deal itself. Um, this is a very accretive transaction for us because, number one, I want to speak highly about the management behind this company. And, um, you know, we, we tend to look at organizations sometimes where we come in and we take over and we don't really need um, the original founders. But in this circumstance, in this Florida group, um, what, what this founder has managed to do in the last three years in getting his business to this point, um, first of all, it's, it's not a traditional primary care business. Uh, it's more in the field of allied health and wellness. So um, it adds a perfect layer of services onto our multidisciplinary model, which again, just to remind listeners on what, what it is we do, it's you know building multidisciplinary clinics. We have primary care at the core, and then we add services around those patients so that we create this one-stop shop approach for patients and their care. So essentially what he's done successfully in Florida, first of all, he's just scratching the surface and, and he was looking for a good partner to come on board to basically help him with infrastructure and the ability to help him scale the business faster in Florida. And we're quite excited for what that's gonna look like because Florida is just a really exciting state to be in. Um, and then further, what he's gonna be able to then support us in our other centers, and we've got over 30 clinics in, in, in 15 other states, and what that means in terms of adding this successful model on top of each of our existing practices and bolstering the growth of revenue within each of those centers as well. So, you know, so just to remind everyone, this is now our fifth acquisition. I, I'm losing count, but I think it's our fifth acquisition announced to date this year. Um, combined together, all five acquisitions would have brought in uh, close to about uh, $12 million now in uh, incremental revenue um, and close to about $3 million in EBITDA. And um, essentially now having a platform like this to layer onto the other $7 million of primary care clinics, it's, it's only going to help uh, accelerate growth all around. So highly accretive deal, very good management. You know, they're going to stick around with us and continue to build in the long term. Uh, structure of the deal protects cash. So we still left with a good amount of cash on hand and, and the shares are awarded over time, which aligns incentives between um, the founder of that business and basically what they'll bring to us at Skylight Health. 
Yeah, I love the deal. And the last time we talked, you opened up your 15th state. Now you're at right. your 16th state. Right. And are you planning to go in every state in America? Is that the plan here? Well, we want broad exposure. Uh, we certainly are looking at, at, at becoming a national multi-state platform. So um, state by state, uh, there are certainly some benefits in deepening uh, bench strength in existing states. Uh, but we are also having a priority towards access to new states because really it's the access to the states right now with these attractive deal prices, which is what leverages our speed to market and will make us far more, uh, well, it'll make it far quicker for us to be able to establish roots in a state with acquisition and then build organically or even by acquisition if, if these prices continue to be as attractive as they are. Um, which again, this one stays very well within our four times EBITDA. You know, we always talk about three to seven times being our range. Um, and so we're, you know, we're, we're continuing to prove that these deals are within multiples that we identify. We've already been at five this year and we've got more to go. So there are a lot of deals out there and, you know, we're, we're, we're quite busy in terms of diligence. So you've acquired five acquisitions in the last two months. And yeah, in the last two months. Yeah. That's what it says here in the last 60 days. I'm like, that's yeah. impressive, man. Like, yeah. do you ever get time to sleep? <laughs> you know what? I couldn't do it without our team. Honestly, I couldn't do it without our team. We have a solid team behind me and um, you know, there's Canadian U S based and, and you know, they're, they're just phenomenal at what they do. And, and if we didn't have them and this infrastructure of, of people to really support skylight, there's no way that we can do this by ourselves, but uh, and certainly, and the benefit, again, we keep adding really good people onto our management team with each of these acquisitions. So we're only getting stronger as we continue to grow and build. And that's what makes the integration and, the di and, and sort of the digestion of these practices into our culture uh, so much more feasible and possible. Now, this is a transaction that is 50% cash, 50% stock, correct? Correct. Now, is there going to become a time where issuing stock could become dilutive and at, like, how do you balance that? Cause I've seen a lot of companies, they're acquiring their growth. They're acquiring the growth. We've seen this in the cannabis sector where they acquire their growth, they acquire their growth, and then they get diluted because they've done too many acquisitions. They've got too many shares out. Is there like a plan of how many shares you plan to issue? Are you just doing it on a deal by deal basis? What's your strategy as far as making sure you maintain a good growing business, a very strong model, strong balance sheet, but also maintain a really, really sh a tight share structure, which you currently have? Yeah, look, insiders still own a really good piece of this. I mean, you know, 30% and, you know, with our institutional investors, even more. So I think where we really want to put a focus on is this is in, in what we tend to find with most of these US-based deals, cash is king. And cash can let us leverage a much better multiple on a transaction than shares will. And oftentimes you want to keep that share structure within very tight hands. And the benefit for us right now is we have a very, very supportive shareholder base, institutional shareholder base, um, where access to capital for us to be able to create a funnel of acquisition pipelines is possible. But that being said, you know, we certainly like to use cash more than stock. In this deal, it made more sense because of the alignment we want with the founder. And if you notice the way that the stock is, is, is spread out, it's spread out over, um, over eight quarters and it's based on um, you know, sort of the 10 day moving average of whatever the exchange will allow at that time. And so it's not significantly dilutive at today's pricing, but the strength of the stock and the currency continuing to strengthen will reduce that dilution on this deal. Um, but as we look towards other kind of transactions, certainly cash-based allows us much better multiples. 
Um, we've now been approached by, you know, traditional banks like RBC and BMO We're working with a number wow. of different groups right now on creating some uh, credit line facilities to be able to support growth by way of non-dilutive acquisition cash. So again, there's so much organic growth opportunity within the business, but the, the market is so hot right now and the deals are so attractively priced that we believe that I think capturing both aspects of organic growth and acquisition-based growth is just going to make a, a lot of sense in, in the near and long term for, for, you know, for the company. The revenue growth, mm-hmm. very impressive. Uh, $25 million combined with the completion of the previous five announced transactions. So is that what we're anticipating we can look for as far as an annual run rate for 2021? Is that kind of a little bit of forward-looking statements right there saying, okay, this is kind of what we anticipate for 2021, assuming you don't have any more acquisitions. Based on what you guys are doing, I'm assuming you will have more acquisitions. But- is that kind of what we can anticipate as an investor? Because I'm looking at a $1 stock in Canada doing $25 million a year still seems undervalued, in my opinion. Yeah. So the, the sort of, the, the, sort of the, the, the conversations we've had with our analysts is, you know, we're comfortable saying that, you know, 2021 is going to be a $26 million uh, revenue year uh, with about a 2 to $3 million EBITDA year. So it's a profitable year and with over 80% growth from the year before. And you're right, we are cooking up a number of other transactions right now that could potentially sizably improve that. Um, in fact, we have a few right now that are in the eight-figure transaction space. And, um, you know, it gets, it gets very exciting. I mean, we're sitting on $75 million worth of pipeline opportunities right now. It is really fun to look at. And then when you look at organically, the opportunity to go from 150 in revenue, which we earn today, to 1,000 in revenue on insurable services organically with patients we have, I mean, that's a potential 10x return on existing organic revenue. So, I mean, we're, we're, such, we're so early right now in terms of recognizing that value. So do I think we'll do better next year? Sure. We won't formally give guidance on that, but expect, I think, to see that we will continually be coming back um, to the market with updated sort of guidance on where we're going to be based on the execution organically and certainly by way of M&A. We've already done that this year alone, gone from 21 to 26 million next year. Um, and we'll continue to keep building on that, I think, as we execute. So when you say you have 75 million in the pipeline, yep. that's 75 million in acquisitions? Is that what you're talking that's about? 75 million USD in top line revenue which will represent about a 10 to 15% USD uh, profitability margin. And that's to acquire. You're talking about additional acquisitions right. that, that yep. are on the table. That's so right. guys, what, what Brad is saying here is this could be a $100 million run rate. If those deals go through that Pratt is talking about, this could be a $100 million run rate company in a year trading at a dollar. There's a ton of upside. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting excited. Yeah, um, we have goosebumps every day. We wake up and we go. The opportunities <laughs> that are ahead of us over the next 12 to 24 months. I mean, this is the U.S. market. This is a multi-trillion-dollar industry, and we're making what 25 million. I mean, no, I expect to do more. Yeah, yeah, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I agree with that. Now, I'm really excited about your your model. So it says here you have 120,000 patients. So yep. I just want to understand this clearly. Out of 120,000 patients, are they paying $24 a month, all of them? No. So they pay on annual average right now about $150 a year. Okay. Um, And that unit economic of 150 a year is based on a a one-time-a-year visit. 
And what we're doing in that realm of organic growth is while we start introducing primary care to these patients, when we start, as we start introducing multidisciplinary care to these patients, the goal is to get these patient visits up to three, four, five to 10 times a year. And as we increase the frequency of those visits, we're billing government and commercial payers, Medicare, Medicaid, commercial payers per state for each of those visits. And so the unit economic per visit is about $100 to $150 to upwards of $300 on some visits. And so when you take one visit to say four visits a year, you go from $150 a year to $1,000 a year per patient. And wow. so that is really, and that requires, by the way, no more acquisitions. There's really no CapEx required in order to get there. So this is just call, call it opportunity on the table that is there for us to go in and support the patients with. Um, and then I, we also announced a news, uh, some news on Tuesday, which was about a partnership that we have with a remote patient monitoring company. So this is another example of how organic growth built. So let's, you know, let's take a look at, we're gonna launch this program in Washington. And basically what this is, is we buy a blood pressure monitor for our patients. We pay 95 bucks for this thing. We give it to the patients, patients take it home. They, take, they put the cuff around their, their arm and they take their blood pressure reading. And they do this 16 times in a month. And as part of this, we get the data fed back to us and our nurses can review the data. And if there's any concerns, we can proactively contact the patient to be able to provide them preventive care. But for the service that is provided on our side to provide that monitoring for that patient, we can bill insurance companies upwards of $2,000 a year per patient. Whoa. And so if we look at Washington as an example, we're piloting the program, but 25% of our patients would qualify for this program. It's patients with hypertension. Even if you took 5% of that, we have 10,000 patients in Washington, 5% of our patients who are fully utilized on this program could be a million, a million in revenue a year. When we bought the Washington Clinic, they were doing 700,000. Wow. So this is an example of how our model of bringing value-add services to the patients in the clinic benefit the patients, but also benefit the growth organically of the business. And now take that 5% in Washington and apply that to 120,000 patients or 200,000 patients as we continue to build through acquisitions and organically, you can start to see how the revenues start to multiply here. And really, you don't even need to go into acquisitions anymore. But again, like I said, so attractively priced, it creates an opportunity to get to that million patient count faster. Wow, this is impressive. If there was one thing you wanted investors to know yeah. about Skylight Health Group, obviously, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to know about what would it be? What would you want? What would be the message to investors that are watching? There's going to be investors that are going to be watching all over the world. Once this video goes out there, we'll share it all over social media. What is your message to investors going into 2021? We're obviously near the end of 2020. It's been a crazy year. Obviously, COVID-19 has been in all the headlines. And some companies have struggled mightily due to it, especially restaurants, home-based businesses, small businesses. Some have done well, some have done poorly. Your business has done extremely well during this tougher time and looks as though it will continue to grow and escalate organically and really benefit from this new world. What's your message for investors that are watching that are thinking, hmm, you know, this is good. I've done really well. I got in early. We're up. Should I sell now? Should I hold? What's your message to those investors? Uh, my message is if, if you're like us and being the largest, you know, shareholders in the company, um, 
we have no intention to see the value be uh, capped here. Um, and it's our job to execute and see that value return back to shareholders. And what I'll say to you again is you put it the right way, Rich. This is the tip of the iceberg. Um, there is a lot more value to be had and on the come and in the near to medium term. And I say that confidently because um, I see it. I see it growing every month and I see our team executing against it. Um, and this isn't being run by, you know, large private equity that's just trying to create a roll up strategy. You know, Cash and I have done this for 25 years. We are clinical practice managers. This is our business. And so we know how to make a clinic profitable. We know how to keep patients engaged. We know how to optimize on billing. And ultimately we can create more value where currently there is a significant fragmentation in the US healthcare industry. And so you put all that together, we think it's a perfect storm coupled with the capital markets that's engaged. Um, guys, let's, let's, let's rev it up because I think we're, we're, just, we're just getting started. Super excited. Thank you so much, Prad, for breaking the news here. Anytime you have any breaking news, anything that's happened, I'd love to invite you on our show. I know our entire community is going to be watching very closely, very carefully. We have a lot of investors in on the stock that have already been winning and seeing returns, and they love the stock. They love the story. Congratulations on all your success. And we're going to continue watching. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we say goodbye? Uh, no, I want to thank you again, Rich, for having me on. And, and look, we'll continue to keep putting out good news and having a chance to come on here and explain it to the, to the audience and uh, you know, continue to keep building traction. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I look forward to the next time. Thank you so much. Prad Sakar, the CEO of Skylight Health Group. Guys, put it on your watch list. Put it on your radar. SHG on the Canadian Securities Exchange. S-H-G-F-F on the O-T-C-Q-X, the highest tier exchange in America. Congratulations on all your success. Everyone who's watching, congratulations on finding another winner. If you're not winning, you're not watching. We bring in the winners and we bring them to you first. If you like this video, please smash the like button, comment down below, share the video everywhere. This is Rich from Rich to be Live with Prad Sikar, CEO of Skylight Health Group. Another big winner, signing off. Have a nice day, everybody. Thank you, Prad. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Rich.